let's go prayerfully to the word of the Lord and say those things that the Lord has placed on our heart. The book of Matthew, chapter 15 and verse 32. Now Jesus called his disciples to himself and said, I have compassion on the multitude because they have now continued with me three days and have nothing to eat. I do not want to send them away hungry, lest they faint in the way. And then in Matthew 14, verse 14, and when Jesus went out, he saw a great multitude, and he was moved with compassion for them and healed their sick. When it was evening, his disciples came to him saying, this is a desert place and the hour is already late. Send the multitude away that they may go into the villages and find themselves food. But Jesus said to them, they do not need to go away. You give them something to eat. And they said to him, we have here only five loaves and two fish. And Jesus said, bring them here to me. Then he commanded the multitude to sit down on the grass. He took the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven, he blessed and broke and gave the loaves to the disciples. And the disciples gave to the multitude. So they all ate and were filled and took up 12 baskets full of the fragments that remained. And I want to speak from the subject, giving and receiving. Would you say that after me please again? Giving and receiving. As we read this text, it was apparent to us that Jesus was sensitive to human need. Approximately 12 times he himself, or the biblical writer, used the word compassion to describe the state of mind of Jesus in reference to the needs of the people. Matthew says he was moved with compassion. Jesus himself said, I have compassion on the multitude. Compassion is a sympathetic consciousness of the distress of others. Compassion is a desire to alleviate distress. Compassion is that aspect of love that causes one to help the miserable. It is to sense or to be sensitive to human need. God's love through Jesus Christ is the most powerful and transformational force that ever impacted the earth. In John 3.16, the Bible says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. The love of Jesus Christ can only be described as 
amazing. This is why the songwriters sung, amazing grace, how sweet the sound. And Paul in 2 Corinthians chapter 8 and verse 9 said, you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, who though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that you through his poverty might become rich. And in Hebrews 4.15, for we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was at all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Jesus cares, and Jesus understands. His past actions are but indications of the extreme that he and God the Father are willing to go to help us. Romans 8.32, he did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? To those of you who feel alone, to those of you who feel forgotten, to those of you who wonder whether God even cares, and if he cares, whether he can do anything about your condition. To those of you who feel lonely and unloved, Jesus, if he cared enough to give his life, then certainly he will do anything else that is for your good and for your benefit. Say this to your neighbor. Neighbor, if Jesus cared enough to give his life for you, he will do anything else that's for your good and for your benefit. Be not dismayed, whatever time. God will take care of you. Beneath his wings of love of God, God will take care of you. He will take care of you. If you're glad about it, clap your hands and praise God. In the text, Jesus performed a miracle which met a physical need for the multitude. And his willingness to meet physical needs is an indication of his greater willingness to meet our spiritual, our emotional, and our mental need. You may go to countless other situations and return from them unfulfilled and dissatisfied. But God will not send you away fasting. He will not send you away empty. If you come to Jesus in sincerity, he will meet the deeper needs of your spirit and of your mind and of your soul. Blessed are they that hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Then I love John 10, 10. The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. But Jesus said, I am come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. Hallelujah for abundant life. Not just life, abundant life. The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. But I have come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. Thank God for abundant life. 
that Jesus cannot give you abundant life without reaching and touching and providing for the deeper needs of your soul and of your mind and of your spirit. Money will not do it. Physical pleasure will not do it. Earthly success, these things do not bring peace or inner fulfillment. Only Jesus can do that. And the Bible says that Jesus had compassion on the multitude. Jesus had compassion on the multitude. He was sensitive to human needs, but he was also responsive to the challenges that were in that contemporary situation that they faced. What problems did they face? Number one, they were in the wilderness. Number two, they had an inadequate food supply. Number three, they probably would have collapsed before finding food or needed nourishment. And what a realistic picture of our contemporary situation this presents. They, like we, and we like they, are in many ways in a wilderness. Violence, crime, lawlessness seem to be flourishing. We're in a wilderness. Decency, virtue, morality seem to have been left far behind us. We're in a wilderness. Right, wrong, good, bad don't really play too great a part in the lives of many people on today. Hatred, animosity, self-designated militias all present a very dark, wilderness-like future. We are in a wilderness. You're afraid to lie in your own bed, thinking that some might assailant may come in and shoot you in your own home. It's impossible to feel that you'd be assaulted and attacked just for walking down the street. We are in a wilderness-like environment. And listen, all we have cannot and will not sustain us. Our problem goes much deeper than the level of education, much deeper than the level of our possessions. How many of you know we are in a wilderness? Can't even go to the shopping center. People going crazy in this day and in this time. What's the problem? What is the difficulty? The problem is in the heart of men. And the problem is called sin. And the results of sin are sorrow and death. The wages of sin are death. But the gift of God is eternal life. Well, the disciples decided to form a committee. They were going to study it, analyze the multitude's predicament. What is wrong with these folk? The committee then developed a strategy for dealing with the problem that they faced. They went to Jesus and made their recommendation. Verse 15 of Matthew chapter 14, his disciples came to him saying, this is a deserted place and the hour is already late. Send the multitude away. They may go into the village and find themselves food. How strange 
that they would make such a recommendation to Jesus. He was the one who said, come unto me, all ye who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. He's the one who said, I have compassion on the multitude. He said, I have compassion. They said, send the multitude away. What a contrast. But yet, if it were left to many folk today, many who come seeking God would be sent away. It's almost as if there was some unofficial rejection committees in some churches. Have you ever been to a church that had an unofficial rejection committee? Well, we send them away. When we take the light of the gospel and hide it under the bushel of our selfishness, our pride, we send them away. I said we send them away. When we become more concerned with perpetuating our organization and our careers than we are about communicating the love of Jesus Christ. We send them away when our lives are so unlike the gospel that they cannot reconcile our life to the word of our God. They are sent away when they come to us for love and find condemnation, jealousy, envy, and division. We come to Jesus weary, wounded, and sad, but we expect them to come spiritually mature and perfect. You don't come to the church because you are perfect. You come to the church to get perfect. I wish somebody would help me here. If people had been as hard on you as you are on folk, you never would have received salvation. Sometimes you walk to a certain row of seats and want to get in that row and have a seat because it's one of the approved seats. And the one on the aisle look at you like you've robbed a bank. Look at you like you hate them. And they want to know, do I want to go in this row or not? Maybe I better find another row. Listen, if you are mean, cantankerous, and folk don't fulfill the joy and the love of Jesus Christ, you do need to find another role because you're ruining their day. Hallelujah. Some people who reject the church are not rejecting the church. They are re they're not rejecting Christ. They're rejecting the church. They're rejecting the way we are and the things we do. They are rejecting not the church. They're rejecting us with our negative attitude, negative behavior, and inconsistency. Listen, if you're following Jesus, I said if you're following Jesus Christ, then you gotta have the same love, the same compassion, the same responsiveness that Jesus would have had. No, we don't wanna send anybody away, but whosoever will, let him come and drink of the water of life. And whatever we've got to do, whatever we've got to give, wherever we've got to go to bring men and women to Jesus, let's go there, let's do that until everyone we know is a follower of Jesus Christ and is washed in the blood 
of Jesus. Lord, help me to win somebody, lay some soul upon my heart, and love that soul through me. And may I ever do my part to win that soul for thee. Listen, if you don't have anybody's name at the row of souls, you have won to Jesus Christ. You need to get out on Crenshaw right now and begin to beg people to turn toward Jesus Christ. But he said, if you're ashamed of me among men, I'll be ashamed of you before my Father who is in heaven. How many of you know you ought to love men and women into the church? Love them to Jesus Christ. Love them until they accept his, accept his righteousness and his love. Come on and let's praise God for his love for us. If he could die for me, then I ought to do everything I can to live for him and win somebody to Jesus. Hallelujah. In Matthew 14, 16, Jesus said to him, to them, they need not go away. You give them something to eat. And verse 17 continues, listen, we have here only five loaves and two fish. By this time, they were concerned about Jesus' sanity because you can't feed 5,000 folk on two fish and five loaves. They had only five loaves and two fish. And so Jesus commanded the disciples to do something that they were not able to do. I said he commanded them to do something they could not do. And we today, we should never feel that we alone can do everything God has commanded us to do. He said in John 15 and 5, I'm the vine, you are the branches. And he who abides in me, and I in him, will bear much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. That's what Jesus says to us. Without me, you can do nothing. But then he went on in John 15 and 7 and said, If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. Is that not a rich promise? Is that not a solid, solemn commitment on the part of Jesus Christ? If you get in him, if you're associated with him, if you're believing in him, if you're relying on, on him, you can ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. Have you ever had a miracle? If you know God is a miracle worker, why don't you clap your hands and give praise to God? What do you, does anybody want something? Does anybody want anything? He said, if you're in me, you can ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. Make sure that all of your efforts are clothed in the power of Jesus Christ, and you will succeed. But Jesus then said to them, bring your two fish, your five loaves, to me. You see, Jesus does not does accept. I beg your pardon. He does accept what we have to offer. Jesus does great things with little things. 
He took Moses' rod, shook the foundation of Egypt. He took Samson and a jockey, donkey's jawbone and slew a thousand enemies. He took a widow's handful of meal and a little oil and sustained her through the famine. He took a small cloud and watered a whole nation. He takes mustard seed faith and moves mountains. He accepts us and what we have to offer, even though what we have to offer is small, insignificant in comparison to the challenge that we face. Listen, 1 Corinthians 1 and 25 says, the foolishness of God is wiser than men. The weakness of God is stronger than men. And he said, you see your calling, not many wise, not many mighty, not many noble are called, but God has chosen the foolish things of the world to put to shame the wise, and the weak things to put to shame the things that are mighty, and the base things, and the world, and the things which are despised, God hath chosen, and the things which are not to put to nothing, the things that are, that no flesh should glory in his presence. God stepped out on nothing, because there was nothing for him to stand on. He reached out and spoke to nothing, because there was nothing for him to speak to. And he said, let there be. And birds started singing. Flowers started blooming. Planets started coming, whirling. And mountains began to move at the power of our God. Our God can do more with nothing than we can do with all the power that's on the earth. Come on, clap your hands and praise God. Whatever you have, you better bring it to Jesus. They brought five loaves and they brought two fish. Little, insignificant, but that's what they had and that's what he called for. Child of God, you may not have much, but little seems much when you place it in the master's hand. He can change things. He can move things by his power. He can set our world aright and turn our world around by the name of his power, in the name of Jesus. Come on, praise God for what Jesus can do in your life. <laughs> Told the multitude, sit down on the grass. He took the bread, took the fish, blessed the bread, broke the bread, gave the loaves and the fish to the disciples, and the disciples gave the bread and the fish to the multitude. He gave it to the disciples, and they gave it to the multitude. I said he gave it to the disciples, and they gave it to the multitude. God is putting something in your hands that he wants you to give to somebody else. God is doing something in your life, and he wants you to turn around and help somebody else. They gave to the multitude what Jesus had given to him. They ate, and they were filled, and they picked up 12 baskets full of the fragments that remain. Listen, whatever God has given to you is not just for you, but it's also somebody else. It's given to you that others might be blessed. He said in Luke 12, 15, take heed, beware of covetousness, for man's life does not consist 
in the abundance of the things that he possesses. And he spoke a parable, saying the ground of a certain rich man yielded plentifully. And he thought within himself, what shall I do? I have no room to store my crops. And he said, I'll do this. I'll, I'll tear down my barns, and I'll build greater barns. And there will I bestow all my goods, all my possessions. Listen, child of God, if God has blessed you, don't ask that, where shall I bestow all? What can, you really need to ask, what can I give to Jesus? What can I do for the work of the Lord? What can I do for the poor, for those who are homeless? How can I bless somebody else? Yes, enjoy what God has done for you. Take something and lift somebody, encourage somebody, bless somebody. And so they took what he gave to them and they began to go around and pass it out to the multitude. And when they had finished distributing to the multitude, they had 12 baskets full, one for each of the disciples. They started with two fish and five loaves. When they got through giving out what Jesus had put in their hands, they had a basket full for each and every one of them because they blessed somebody else. Come on, tell your neighbor, God has a basket full of blessings in store for you. If you let Jesus use what you have, you'll end up with more. Can I get a witness in the house of God? I found out when I bless other folk, the Lord blesses me and blesses me all the more. He can take your little and he can make it much. He can work a miracle in your life and in your ministry. Bring what you have to Jesus. Let him bless it and break it. And when he gets through, it'll be much more than it was when he started. Listen, it's time for increase. Come on, tell two folk. It's time for increase. Our God is the God of increase. And if you do his will, if you walk in his way, he'll take your little and he'll make it much. He can work a miracle in your life. He can work a miracle in your ministry. Let Jesus bless it. Let Jesus have it. And when he gets through, you'll have a basket full of blessings. Yes, for yourself. It'll be much more than it was when you started. But listen, as we began to close this message, let me say you've got to keep on going back to Jesus. Come on, tell your neighbor, you've got to keep on going back to Jesus. Go back and get more power. Go back and get greater anointing. Go back and pray through. Go back until God begins to move in your life. There are so many folk who are walking around with empty baskets. They went out with a full basket. They distributed what was in the basket. But rather than going back to Jesus to get more for their basket, they're walking around acting like they've got a full basket, extending it to first one person and then another. I don't know about you. I know that my basket frequently gets empty. I know from time to time I run out 
and I'm empty-handed. But I don't just go still around by myself. I go back to Jesus, and I call on Jesus. I tell him my basket is empty. My resources are low. I'm hungry for a blessing from on high. Jesus, bless my soul. Jesus, fill me again. Will you raise your hand and say, Jesus, fill me again. Problems in your life, fill me again. Problem in your marriage, fill me again. Temptations on every hand, fill me again. Hang-ups and failures in your life, call on Jesus and say, Lord, fill me again. The world needs the power of Almighty God. How many of you need power? How many of you need power? You shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come on you. Power to do God's work. Power to do God's will. Power. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Raise your hand and say, Lord, send down power on my life. Send down power into my spirit. Power to bring glory to your name. Come on, tell your neighbor, neighbor. Let's praise it until he sends power. Praise it. Oh, yeah. I need your power. I need your power. I need your power. Hallelujah. That's my name. You shall receive power when the Holy Ghost is come upon you. I just would love it if about 15 folk decided I'm going to pray until the power falls. I'm going to praise until it happens in my life. I'm going to praise until I get my miracle. When I count to three, clap your hands and begin to praise it at the top of your voice. Praise it with all that's within you. Clap your hands and praise it. Praise it. Praise it. Hallelujah. Ah. Feed your power. Hallelujah. Come on, praise him. There are my 15 witnesses. Come on, lift up your voice. Praise him. Praise him. I've got to stop. I've got to stop. But the disciples received the power of God from heaven. On the day of Pentecost, they were all baptized with the Holy Ghost and began to speak in tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. The, the, the world and the Jews and the Sanhedrin court began to be angry and upset with them because of what they were doing. They said, don't teach, don't preach anymore in the name of Jesus. But they said to them, listen, we've just got to tell 
what God has done in our lives. But they decided to go back to church and tell the saints that, listen, you got to pray for us because the devil and our enemies are telling us don't preach in the name of Jesus anymore. We've got to preach because he's done so much for us. They went into a room, gathered together with the saints, and said, Lord, behold their threatenings, and grant unto thy servants with all power we might speak your word by stretching out your hand to heal. They prayed until the Holy Ghost took over. They prayed until they were lifted and inspired. They prayed until something showed up in the room. And the Bible said they were all filled. They were all filled. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak the word of God with boldness. I dare you to clap your hands until you're filled. I dare you to clap your hands until the Holy Ghost shows up. I dare you to praise it. Praise it for the power. Praise it for his presence. Praise him for his anointing. Praise him for he's here. He's here right now. Right now. Tell three people he's here. Right now. Holy Ghost is here. The anointing is here. It's in the room. Right now. Come on, keep on praising. Keep on praising. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't hear you. Come on. Lift up your voice again and give him praise. And then pray. Holy Ghost! I need you, I need you. In the name of Jesus. Oh. Anybody feel Jesus? Anybody feel the presence of the Lord? The anointing of God. He wants to deposit into your life power, anointing, strength. And he wants you to pass it on to somebody else. In the name of Jesus, be filled. Be filled. Be filled. Be filled. Hallelujah. Lord, thank you for your word and your presence. Thank you for your anointing. Thank you, dear Lord all that you are, all that you have done. We open our hearts, we open our minds to receive from you. And dear Lord, we go from this place to share with the world, share with our children, 
Share with our grandchildren. Share with our neighbors. Share with those who are all around us. Bless them and lift them and fill them with your power. In Jesus' name, thank God. One more time, thank God. Does anybody feel Jesus in the room? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. How dare you to decide you want the Holy Ghost? I dare you to get down beside your bed tonight. Say, Lord, I want the Holy Ghost. I dare you sitting there in that pew as we worship God. Lift up your hands and say, Lord, I don't want to leave here without the Holy Ghost. I dare you driving in your car. Lift up that hand and say, Lord, I want the Holy Ghost. I'm going to praise you until I receive it all over this room. Come on and praise him one more time. I'm closing. There's somebody who wants to be saved. You want to give your life to Jesus Christ. You've heard this word and you want to know the Lord that we praise and that we worship. If you would say, preacher, pray for me. I want to give my life to Jesus. I want you just to lift your hand up high. Say, preacher, include me in this prayer. I want to give my life to Jesus Christ. I see those hands. Somebody else needs to lift their hands. Preacher, pray for me. I want to be saved. I want to give my life to Jesus Christ. Dear Lord, See those uplifted hands. See those hungry spirits who desire to know you as Lord and Savior. Lord, touch them by your might and your power. Draw them unto yourself. Everybody repeat this prayer after me. Dear Lord, I'm sorry for my sins. Please forgive me for the wrong I've done and the wrong I have been. I want to be saved. Hallelujah. I believe that Jesus died and rose again. I believe he's soon to come back to receive his own. I praise you, dear God, for Jesus Christ. And because I believe in him, I thank you for saving me and changing my life. If you accepted Jesus, clap your hands. If you're already saved, Clap your hands. Praise God. Lift those hands again. If you lifted your hand and said, Preacher, pray for me. I want to be saved. I want to give my life to Jesus. I just want to have you come forward. I want to know who you are. I want to write you this week. If you lifted your hand, step out. Come forward right now. I want to write you and encourage you in your Christian walk. If so, step out. Come forward. Let's praise God. For those who at least lifted their hands. Come on, clap your hands. You can do better than that, clap your hands. If you want to join the church and be a part of this fellowship, step out and come forward. Come forth if you want to join the church. 
going to be a member of West Angeles. Hallelujah. Praise God. All right. That's one. Come on. Come on. This is your time, your day, your moment. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on. Praise God. Come on, my brother, my sister. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Come on, come on. This is your day, your time. Come forward, come forward. Let's clap our hands and praise God. All those who come forward. Thank God for you. Thank God for you. This is your day. Salvation is yours. See that preacher raising his hand here? Go to him. He wants to spend a moment with you. He wants to find out how I can write you and encourage you in your Christian walk. Turn right, please. Turn right. Follow him. Turn right. Follow him. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Praise God. God bless you. You may be seated in the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. Anybody, did anybody receive something out of the word? Jesus has a basket full of blessings in store for you. Would you just say that to your neighbor? Jesus has a basket full of blessings in store for you. Put what you've got in his hands and see won't he bless you beyond your highest imagination. And that's what I would like for you to do right now. I'd like for everybody in the room I'd like for everybody in the internet audience, I'd like for everybody who hears my voice to get an offering, an offering and prepare to share it with the work of the Lord. We're doing a great work, but we need your help and your involvement. If you help us, if you share with us, we can do much, much more than we have done already. So get that offering, the biggest offering you can afford to give and prepare to share it with the ministry, with the work that we're doing for the Lord. I know the pandemic has gone on, but it's all the more important that you share, that you give, that you are faithful, because in these days, we need friends who stand with us and enable us to flourish in the work of the Lord. Get that offering in hand. Your tithe, tithers, please stand. Lord, bless these tithers. Fulfill your promise in their lives. Meet every need that they can run. Give them, dear Lord, a basket full of blessing in return for the sacrifice that they make in your name. Touch them, bless them. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Thank God. Amen. Everybody.